This is John Snyder for The Walk. Today's guest had it all. Hollywood stardom, prosperous life, everything many only dream about. But as a Christian, the day came for him to take a stand on a moral issue, and suddenly everything changed. Virtually overnight, his life was turned upside down, and he lost everything and everyone. He found himself totally alone in the world except for the God he loved. He shares his amazing story with us today. Cameron Arnett is with us today to talk about how life can unravel before our very eyes and how losing everything set him on a two-decade adventure into God's highest and best. Oh, that, that, man, that is a long story. Okay. I, I don't think 25 minutes will do it, but uh, gosh, I got saved in 1980. And my issue was in my journey that after I got saved, I went to a church that taught me how to get saved every Sunday for five years. <laughs> I did and too. So, you did too? <laughs> yeah, come down the and aisle I, every Sunday. Yeah, Every know. Sunday. And it was dreadful because... You know, I had a conscience now. I knew I knew God, but I didn't know how to live for God. And so I continued being who I was while being this new creation. And it yeah. was I was dying on the inside. And it, it it was it was dreadful. It was it it was painful. You got worn out getting saved every Sunday. I got worn out getting saved, worn out being beaten up while saved. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no power whatsoever. Yeah. And um, in 1985, I was, um, that was in Miami. In 1985, I, I was in New York by that time. And I went to a uh, meeting uh, called Models for Christ. And it was a, 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 a speaker, Jews for Jesus, that spoke and tore me up. You know, I got converted that night. Oh. And my life has never been the same. Ever since that, that point in time, I've been totally after God, um, uh, which led me into being filled with the Holy Spirit, which, again, just catapulted that walk even that much more and um, never looked back. Well, so you, you got into acting by looking at an mm -hmm. advertisement for models and actors, right? Yeah, at, at a certain point in time, you know, um, that's how I, I actually met someone that was a uh, born again, a uh, born again Christian. And uh, this young lady it, um, kind of coerced, uh, kind of, I would, I won't say coerced, but coaxed me into singing this song. We, I entered a, a competition. I was doing a, you know, uh, EKG and respiratory therapy at a, at a hospital. And that, I was, my trek was to be a cardiologist. So that, that's what I went to college for. Yeah. I sang this song with, uh, it was an old song uh, called Woman, Don't You Know I'm Born With You, I'm Born Again. And and she changed the words to Jesus, Don't You Know With You, I'm Born Again. And here I am, you know, this, <laughs> this, this whatever guy and um, and secular guy. And I'm singing the song. And her example of Christianity just kind of wooed me into uh, a relationship. And But then the only person that I knew that was saved that I knew was the guy that went to that church. And so I went with him and followed him to that church. And we just got saved every Sunday for five years. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got saved every Sunday for 10. So uh, oh, wow. I understand what you're doing. Oh, my <laughs> I, don't, I yeah. don't wish that on my worst enemy. Oh, I know. I know. You mentioned in various shows. Uh, tell me how your, your acting career developed and what, how did that work out? Well, I mean, from that point, you know, um, and again, this is like way, way pre to where I am now. Um, from that point, I, um, like I said, I entered uh, that competition, ended up in, entering uh, quite a few more, won a whole bunch of them. And um, so I, it, it took the trajectory of my life, you know, from 
the uh, uh, biology, anatomy, physiology, you know, that kind of stuff, yeah. uh, college into the art world. And I became a model, um, ended up from going from Miami, like I said, to New York and um, ended up uh, in, in acting. Um, started doing, you know, local commercials in Miami, local things in Miami, and it just grew from there. And um, I found myself, you know, at the height of my secular realm, if you would, on in the modeling tip with, you know, Wilhelmina Modeling Agency, which is, you know, an, another crazy thing that God did, you know. Um, and then from that, it it moved into the acting, ended up doing a lot of movie of the weeks, episodics, you know, in the 80s yeah. and 90s, uh-huh. and um, ended up in California. Um, where things uh, took a drastic turn, you know, um, for the good and for the for the bad. You know, I I, I uh, was offered a my own television series, and you know, um, it was all the bells and whistles that all things that you you wanted, but they wanted me to do partial body nudity, and that's when I said no. By that time, I was I was a bona fide Christian. I yeah. knew who I, was, I knew who Christ was, and I said no, and everything changed. You know, uh, I lost everything, lost everyone. And, um, you know, where I find myself now, um, I left uh, L.A., came to Atlanta, uh, started uh, pastoring. I passed, my wife and I pastored for 18 years. Um, and then within that time, you know, God brought me back into this Christian side of, of, of filmmaking. And um, it's been surreal. It's been over the top ever since. You know, God has proven that this is what he wants me to do um, by many signs and wonders that there yeah. was. They would say, and um, I'm I'm just grateful. Well, that's uh, that's quite a story. Um, now you're also a preacher. Then you're a, an actor yeah. preacher. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, acting is what I do because I know this is what God wants me to do. You know, He, yeah. like I said, He's proven it. He's done the impossible, and so I can't deny that this is where He wants me. Sure. Um, but I am always just like you know uh, Noah. I'm a preacher of, of righteousness. I'm a preacher of the gospel. You know, and so regardless of, you know, being on screen, doing television, doing all that kind of stuff, you know, the reality of the situation is it all he did was expand my platform from a four wall church to now a global uh, speaker and teacher. And so it's not like the um, um, job description changed. It just changed in the form of me being an actor as well. That that became my platform. Um, but man, I love teaching the word of God and I love being a son of God. I love the church. I love his ways. I, I you know, it's just, you know, I, I, I couldn't see myself not being who he's made me to be at this point. It, it, it's just, um, it, it's just a crazy thought to ever be anything else. Yeah. I hear you there. Now you, you say you lost everything, uh, because you wouldn't take off your clothes for the movies, right? <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I know a couple, uh, uh, female rock stars who have had the same experience uh, because they wouldn't do that. They lost oh, yeah. a lot of major opportunities. Oh, yeah. Uh, so there's, uh, I see, maybe there you're a little bit at the cross between, um, let's say, Eric Little and Joseph, the Old Testament, you know, how you... Well, exactly. You know, yeah. you work for something for, the, for for all your life, and you think that it's the epitome of life, and uh, and then you meet real life, which is Christ. Yeah, and um, he be, he supersedes everything, and now all the options, all the 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 lures, and and all, all, everything they, that they present to you, the proposals, you know, uh, pale in comparison. And people think that you're crazy, yeah. but um, the thing is that I I man, I, I don't regret it. You know, I know that God will also still use me somewhere, sometime, at some point in the secular realm, because that's you know people need to be saved. 
But yeah. right now, I know that I'm called to the church. And so, you know, with Christ over Korea, the whole point of it is um, calling the church back to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. He wants us to follow him just as succinctly, you know, whereas every decision that we make is what he would make for us, is the one that he's made for us because he's Lord. Um, and then we we begin to follow the written scriptures and also the Holy Spirit to that extent. You know, um, it's written for us to be able to follow and to actually find true life, which he ordained for us before the foundation of the world. That's the whole point. Tell us something about uh, your state of mind there. You you decided not to do what they wanted you to do. You lost everything. Uh, now, did you ever wonder uh, if maybe did the wrong thing, or did was God <laughs> was God kind of overdoing it with you? And why did he why did he put you in, from a height height to a depth? Uh, and then uh, you're preaching. Tell me a little bit about that that period of time. Man, I love how you put that. Was he overdoing it with you? <laughs> you know, because sometimes it it looks that way. Because and that's again to the message of Christ over Korea. That's the whole thing. You know, I, I think to myself the God that I serve speaks to me a certain way, tells me certain things, expects certain things of me, corrects me every single time that I'm wrong. I mean, all of it, because you can't, you know, draw closer to holiness and become holy and, and not change. And yet I'm, I, you watch the church. I'm like, doesn't he talk to you the same way? Doesn't he do the same way? Doesn't he have the same expectation of you? And so um, it's not that I thought at the time that he was overdoing it with me. But, you know, um, and because making the decision was not hard, it's going through the unraveling of of the life that I had put together that was hard. Yeah. Because you're dealing with not only stuff, but you're also dealing with people. Sure. You know, and you have ties, you have you have uh, 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 affinities, you have family, you have all these kind of things that you're, you, you know, that you you uh, that are it, that are part of your life. And your intent was never to be without any thing or any person and yet here you are because you've made the decision for christ everything unravels and that's where the pain came in yeah. but I, I don't think i ever thought of it as hit, of me doing the wrong thing I, I i knew that it was happening to me because i did the right thing but it didn't make pain any less so you never doubted the decision you made this is the right thing no. to do okay all right no. that's going to help people listening to this too because they make sacrifices they their futures and Careers are changed because of they stand for what's right and good. So I, I, that's why I thought you were a little bit like Joseph, because he spent <laughs> 17 years uh, going from one battering ram to the other, yeah. uh, punching bag to the other. And uh, from 17, age of 17 to 30, then at the age of 30, he comes out of it and it becomes this uh, prime minister of Egypt, mm -hmm, the strongest mm -hmm. nation in the world. So. I know God does that, but I was just wondering what you were thinking along the road, because there are some times I know when you must have said, "Oh, what what's going on here?" You know, <laughs> you know, you know, I, you know, I've thought, you know, along the way, I thought about it, you know, and Joseph was always, you know, a, a prototype, you know, David, a prototype, yeah. you know, and so and so, I I got it. I guess my thing, like I said, is it didn't make the pain any less, and it didn't make the tears, you know, any less. Yeah, but it, but I had understanding, and because of that, I think that's part of how God God got me to outlast the unraveling. Because you have to let everything that is gonna leave leave, so that God can put in place what He intended. And and I don't mean that in a in a a glib way, because again, like I said, you're not dealing with the stuff; you're dealing with people. Um, but at the same time, you you understand that. 
if people want to leave you, then you have to let them leave. Yeah. You know, wasn't your intent. Sure. But you have to make the decision for Christ, regardless of what the outcome will mm-hmm. be. And I think the saints need to understand that we're called to a life of sacrifice in that we are going to sacrifice this life for his. He made an exchange in Christ, you know, life for life. And so we are not our own any longer. Yeah. But then he so- then he blesses you um beyond your dreams if you do that, right? Measurably. Yeah. You know, and I didn't know at the time that he that you know, when I look back at it now, I look at it as, you know, I sowed the seed of my career, I sowed the seed of fame, I sowed the seed of uh money, you know, and and what he's done now is beyond what I can think or imagine. And yet I know it's just the beginning. Yeah, sure. That's really the 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 the, the real craziness of it all. I realized that the platform is not even built yet. I realized that it's not even uh, 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 this much of a degree of what he has done that's still to manifest. And that is mind-blowing. Well, let's back up a little bit and um, tell the listener uh, what kind of shows you were part of before this uh, this thing happened. It, um, what, what was your history there with, with film and so on? Um, history, a lot of movie of the weeks. Um, did uh, China Beach, Miami Vice, Doogie Howser, MD, um, um, Star Trek The Next Generation, you know, um, those are the kind of things that I was a part of, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, I, I, it, it, it was going well and, and it was increasing. Um, and, and sometimes people think about the fact that, you know, you, you run into, into, into the arms of God because of what's not working, but it was increasing and increasing. And, and like I said, even at the point that it was the fact that I had gotten my first you know, starring Cameron on that, that kind of thing kind of yeah, wrote yeah. that that's the point where, you know, all, all righteousness broke, broke loose, if you would. Um, so it wasn't because things were not working. Um, but that's not what God had for me. And, and right now seeing what his intent was, man, I am so grateful beyond words, man. I'd think that um, all those years of acting affected the way you preach. Uh, Did you honed your skills down to preaching, right? Well, sure. You know, God used the earth realm, the secular realm, to train me as a preacher teacher. You know, um, I use within my teaching when I'm when I'm, uh, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, stage or or, or when I was at, you know, church um, teaching at church, I use a lot of illustrative uh, sermons. I mean, I, I speak in those terms because I can move from one character to the next. You know, and um, that training and that ability to be in front of thousands and millions of people, you know, as a matter of fact, the more people I'm in front of, the, the more at home I feel. Yeah. And so yeah. Um, sure. that was a, a training that got, got uh, allowed to happen in the secular realm. I didn't know it was going to be because of, of preaching and teaching, but, you know, but now it's it's done me well. I think it's a great background. When I first started preaching, I was terrified to open my mouth. I felt sick every time I preached. Oh, yeah. <laughs> took me years to get over that. But anyway, it's not about me. Um, <laughs> I know um, now Hollywood, I've heard many things about many people. And uh, I hear about a lot more um, Hollywood people who are coming to faith. What's your read on this? Has Hollywood over the years improved or decayed spiritually? How, how kind of people do you meet there? I think Hollywood is insidious. I think Hollywood Hollywood is a, a, an abomination, and and I say that because the principalities and powers 
rulers of darkness that are that are behind the people. We know we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, so I'm not talking about people. I'm talking about the 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 the, the uh, uh, spiritual wickedness behind it is insidious. It's it's calculating. It's strategic. You know, all of the above. You know, it is Satan and his cohorts trying to take over the souls of men. That's what because Hollywood programs people, programs your mind, and so it's a it's a very powerful, powerful, powerful tool. And do I think it's gotten better? No, I think it's gotten worse. Do I think people have have, have come to uh, hear and understand and know God more? Some people have been saved out of yeah. the system, um, and and I, and I think that's why what is happening within the Christian ministry industry of filmmaking is so important because God is taking this thing over by by man by force. He is. He, this is now the fastest growing genre within the film industry. Is that and right? So I, I, it's 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 taking the, the 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 message of the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, you know, out of the four walls, and it's impacting society. Um, but I don't think it's because Hollywood has gotten better. I think it's because God is just you know always raising the standard. Yeah. So I guess Hollywood, you could say, is just. Uh, follow the culture like everything else has, right? It's well, it's gone system, down the rabbit you know? hole. It's a yeah. system. It's not. Again, we're not talking about a, a, a people. It's a it's a satanic system. Yeah, Anything void of Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of it is a system that is anti-Christ. Yeah. And so Hollywood is no different. It's just that Hollywood is even greater than most areas because think about it this way: Hollywood is is so insidious and so. Uh, um, uh, progressive and 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 bringing forth its its agenda that it will forego money yeah yeah in order to get the agenda out right I've, now I've there's, heard a, that. there's there's a uh, uh what is it a, a, a animation that that has lost they said is projected to lose a hundred million dollars now do you think that they won't make another one sure they yeah, will yeah because they right want now the message. They, 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 they the first the first totally gay rom-com they did was a flop but do you know that they're making more every yeah, day i, I can sure. believe that very easily i can <laughs> and know, so man. yeah so it's, it's not now now it's not about money it's yeah. about it's strictly about agenda now all the, yeah. the money behind it is bringing the agenda to pass but they're not think they're not thinking about just making money anymore they, they have a system where if they lose money they make money yeah, so they're evangelists for a different gospel. Yeah, evangelists for a different gospel. Well, let's, let's leave Hollywood behind for a minute. And um, <laughs> how many Christian films have you made so far? Wow. In the last nine years, I've been a part of, I would say, I, I believe it, the number now is around 32, 33 uh, films and television series. I'm currently on four different television series as we speak. Um <laughs> And so again, you see the sowing of that seed and what God has done, um, and it goes beyond even that in the sense of how He has done it and how how He's providing uh, for it and through it, and 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 how He's catapulting um, just a message to His church that they don't have to sell their soul yeah, for God right. to prosper them. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm just grateful to, to be a part of that. Well, I'm glad to hear this because uh, a lot of people out there are in situations where. They have to make a decision. Do I really, truly serve God in Christ mm -hmm. and lose in the eyes of the world? Or do I stand up for Christ and let him do whatever he wants to do with me and uh, and expect the best? Um, 
That's why I thought you were kind of a Joseph character and an Eric Little who uh, did the same thing. He risked everything and turned out, uh, you know, setting a world record and, and all the rest of it. And what, what's, funny, what's funny about it, they did a, a, a story on, on, on his life a long time ago, yeah. uh, Check the Fire, which is one of my right. favorite movies. Mine too. I have, I, have I, I play it ever so often because <laughs> these kind of things, they inspire you to yeah. know that you made the right choice and that God is with you and that, you know, it's going to be okay. And and not only is it going to be okay, it's going to be better than okay. Yeah. Um, and so you, you're watching God reproduce the same faithfulness and he's no respect of persons. Yeah. I love that film. And it wasn't even made as a Christian film, was it? No. It was just as an accurate film. It's and an accurate it, film. because it I follows like the, the gospel story, I mean, it really is inspiring. It's one of the most inspiring films I've ever seen yeah, uh, th thus far. I agree. I agree with you. Say something about uh, Childless Dads. What inspired you to start wow. this, this organization? Dads, man, you, you went deep on me there. Well, I um, found out a few things. <laughs> yeah, Childless Dads is is actually a, um, um, a ministry that God birthed out of me. Everything that, you know, it's like everything that you go through, if you will allow God, will like people say they'll he'll make a ministry out of your mess. Yeah. Um, when when I made the choice to follow Christ and not, you know, the the nudity and not Hollywood and those kind of things in that system, um, I lost wife, I lost children, I lost all of that. And so that's what I mean by, you know, it, it also deals with people. And so um it wasn't my choice to lose them. It was the choice that was made and I had to uh, deal with the re repercussions. I had to deal with the fallout. And so I love my children to, I can't even, I can't even uh, uh, express, but I became a childless dad. Mm -hmm. And I, I, you know, would have to go through the lie of being a deadbeat dad. That's what I was called. That's what people treated me as. That's what, you know, all, all the, the system of, of, of the court system yeah. labeled me a deadbeat dad. But the reality is that I became a childless dad. Um, though I love my children, want to take care of my children, want to be with my children, I did not have that option because the system not only fought against me to be around them and take care of them and 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 uh rear them um they did everything that they could to make sure that that didn't happen mm -hmm. and 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 people need to understand again the insidiousness of the system you can't put families back together if you're paid to keep them apart right how you make your money is by making sure that they stay apart you can't put people back together that way and that's the system they make sure that the fathers don't see the children and that's how they make their money. Mm -hmm. And that's what I found myself in. And that's what childless dads was birthed out of. And it, and it still hasn't taken the form that I wanted to. I'm still, you know, you know, it, it's almost as if it's something that is still there to be done, but that's part of what came out of me is to um, let the system understand, let men know that, that there are people who understand and hopefully uh, um, galvanize uh, people behind a movement that will now take up the cause of dads that find themselves um, stolen from, that their children taken away from them, and yet have to uh, succumb to this kind of of label. Um, and it's not something that they, they, they that they did uh, purposefully. I'm glad that you uh, emphasized a fact that most, obviously, maybe most Christians don't hear very often. That's the cost of discipleship. 
uh, you probably heard of uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer as a book by that title, yeah. where it costs something. You are bringing all Jesus. the people that I love. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Wow. Uh, yeah, no, I've, uh, and I don't hear that much in modern, modern American preaching or European preaching either, as far as that goes. Mm -hmm. There is a cost to following Jesus. He spelled it out very clearly. Uh, the invitation is not come and dine, but to come and die. That's yeah. not a message that uh, resonates with uh, the modern modern Christian, but you've emphasized the fact that you realize the cost of discipleship. You paid the price, and God has honored you lavishly in the process. I think it's a message that we have to get out to, to the world and you the know, church. You know, brother, I, 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 I so agree. And, and again, that's what Christ over career is. And so I, I'm watching God flourish this ministry to the church uh beyond me um he's giving it wings he's he's blowing at it he's he's causing it to flow and because it's because the church needs to hear the reality and i've been you know teaching it for years you know discipleship was the the the, the foundation of the church uh that that I, I pastored you know i'm really called as an apostle prophet and teacher but i did the work of a pastor did the work of an evangelist and so discipleship yeah. is is key um but yeah. you, you have to live it first and and understand the reality of it um people don't realize that there is a um blessing at the end of giving up the worlds for christ yeah they, that's they, right. they think that because what they've always seen is it, as church is really church um they miss the the power that is in you know if you love, you know, father and mother more than me, you're not worthy of me. Yeah. You know, they miss the power of the words and what the intent of God is in letting you understand that if you put him first and put everything second, third, fourth, or fifth, that he's going to actually give you a life that's worth living even while you're here on earth. It's a formula for joy too, isn't it? I mean, that's where joy is. Joy, dude. Yeah, that's right. Lee, it's a formula for, for joy. Well, let's, uh, our, our time is running out here, but I want to have a couple more things uh, for you to say. Uh, what's your advice to as young people who are aspiring Christian actors? What, what, is you, what would you say to them now? Uh, I would say two things pr primarily. One, make Christ first. Let his decision or make decisions that are pro him, pro written word, pro Holy Spirit, pro integrity, pro holiness. Make sure that that's how you're making your decision. That's how you're choosing your roles. That's how you're deciding whether you're actually even going to act. All of that. Make sure that you're called to it and that you're following God in it. That's the first thing. And second thing I would say, become excellent at your craft. Good point. The world only understands the God of excellence and money. Yeah. And you can't go after the world with, with a that'll do sticker on your forehead. Right. Not in how you follow Christ and not in how you fulfill your your craft, regardless of whether you're talking about business, whether you're, you're sweeping the streets, whether you're, you're a bus driver. Be excellent at what you do. Be the best at what you do. Be the best at customer service. Be the be the best. Um, because that's also how people are going to see your God. And that's that's what's going to give you entrance into their lives by being the best at what you do. They will follow yeah. a God of excellence if you will be that. What a great point. I was thinking too, you triggered off a memory of a scripture that says, if you're gonna uh, sing in the worship, do it with skill. <laughs> don't just 
make a make a noise. I mean, be skillful with what you be do. Skillful. And I think that's a that's a great point to make for people yeah. because that's not emphasized much. I would say in the uh, in the modern church either. One more. Uh, what's your next next project? It's actually off of a, a true story, and it's called the Great Turkey Miracle. Huh. Um, and it's it's kind of like a, uh, a fish and loaves story, you know, I don't, without giving uh, too much away. But um, it's a, it's something that God did uh, in in the lives of these people. And again, He's a miraculous God. He He still does this. He's still the God of the Bible, and the Bible is still being written. You know, we're still like we're now in Acts twenty nine and thirty and forty. You know, and so it, we have to follow the supernatural God. And yeah. um, what He's doing with my life is is nothing less than supernatural. But we're also telling supernatural stories. Well, I hate to end this, but I sure appreciate your time. You said some fantastic things. And uh, what's the one film, if someone wants to see you in a film, what's the one you would choose to have them see? Oh, wow, man. You know, that is such a, ah, uh, okay. Well, I, I would think that the the one that I want them to see first, but then there's second, third, and fourth, and fifth. But the one that I want, would want them to see first is Overcomer. Um, okay. Overcomer is a story that will grab you that will that you will uh see yourself in every character at a different point in your life that you will understand um what this is really all about as far as your identity uh, where where you find and stem from who god is to you and 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 whatever situation that you're in the kind of relationship that you can have with jesus christ that puts you above and beyond everything and anything uh that's around you it's a phenomenal phenomenal film and um, i'm i'm you know, just again, grateful to be a part of it. You've been listening to actor and gospel preacher Cameron Arnett. You can easily find and watch his films today just by searching for Cameron Arnett. Thanks for joining us today. Check our lineup of other powerful Christian leaders interviewed on this show and watch for our upcoming guests appearing soon on The Walk. Again, this is your host, John Snyder. Until next time. <laughs>